You're listening to Grace for Single Parenting. I'm Jen Smith, and each week we'll discuss a topic that encourages single parents to live their best life in their current season with God's grace and love. Today we're talking about staying positive as a single parent. So staying positive in the midst of single parenting can be downright hard. You're either running from work to taking care of the kids in the household single-handedly, then to having leftovers alone on a Friday night while the kids are at the other parent's house. You're always swinging from one side of the pendulum to the other. It can be difficult to keep your emotions in check and stay positive. What I've got for you today are some simple steps you can begin doing right now that can have lasting effects on your sanity. You may never have the attitude of Mary Poppins, and honestly, who wants to, but there are ways to nudge our brains into a more positive mindset. First of all, we're going to concentrate on turning off the negative. So there's a lot of things we can do to turn off the negative influences we have coming at us all the time. And first of all, we're going to talk about social media. And social media can steal some serious joy. But we don't have to completely give up all of social media to be more positive. But there are a few techniques that we can talk about. First of all, it's taking a break. So challenge yourself to take a break from social media for like one day a week. One idea is on Sundays to have like a social media free zone and assess how you feel afterward. Now don't see how you feel after just one day because that first day of staying off all social media can be really difficult. But maybe after a few weeks of going off of social media for your Sunday or whatever day you choose, see if you feel calmer during that time away. And then maybe see if you can go a week or maybe all um, what I've been doing lately is every day after five. So all my evenings, I do not engage at all in social media. And it's really you can start to see how you your comparison and the negativity really starts to to go away. Number two, make it more difficult. So if you have trouble taking a break from your phone, make it more difficult to access those apps from your phone. Log out of the app each time you're done. So this is a reminder to you each time you click on the app because now you have to log in. Or delete the app from your phone so you have to access it via the browser which is really more of a pain and you're going to be least likely to do so. Another idea is to disable all your notifications completely. So disable them from all the social media, disable your um, email, maybe everything except for your text messages. And then this way you decide when you're going to check in with the world and not the other way around. We talked about social media. How about just media? Like I quit watching the news, including reading the paper and online versions of it as soon as my kids were born. It wasn't until then that I realized how negative every news story was. And as soon as my kids were born, I began imagining my children in every story and I just couldn't take it anymore. So some ideas are to just remove the news and bring your news intake to zero. Because honestly, news stories have only gotten worse since the last election. It's no wonder that CNN is referred to as constant negative news. If you're worried about not knowing what's going on in the world, trust me, everyone is going to keep you well informed. 
I challenge you to just try it for a week or a month and see if you notice any difference, except you're going to have more peace in your life. Removing radio. I also quit listening to the radio because I noticed that the car radio, which was tuned to my local channel, all of their news stories were very negative as well. The um, Not too long ago, when I was in the car with my youngest, there was a, quote, news story, and it was about an animal cruelty case that the DJ continued to go on about in detail. And my son was in the car, and he got really upset about it. And I just didn't understand how an animal cruelty story, how it qualified as breaking news, or how it was entertaining. And if this was now news, then I could go without it. So from then on, I just put in CDs, or we listen to Caleb, which is a Christian radio station, and it does not have any any news on it at all. Okay, now assess what do you bring to your work? So it's difficult to talk about positivity when we don't talk about your work because for 65% of Americans, work is the number one stressor in their lives. And I know firsthand how difficult it can be to try to bring positivity into the workplace because often when you do so, it fails. And when it fails, it has the opposite effect and you can actually fall into depression as a result. First of all, establish boundaries, especially when you're at home. And leaving work at work is a very difficult, but unless you're a doctor, really ask yourself, is it vital to check your phone constantly and be available 24-7? I worked in the IT world for 20 years, and we operated like we were saving lives if a system went down. And, and I did too. I was very guilty of this, but I actually tried after years of this near the end until I quit, I finally decided to turn off my phone when I left work. And... I was very nervous to do this because I was often called outside of work hours and I used to check my email all the time. I decided to see what would happen if I did not respond. And I was, you know, all of the fear of what will happen is, you know, will I get talked to the next day? Will I get in trouble? And what happened was nothing. I mean, they simply went to the next person. So, Often, the stress that we're under, we put on ourselves. Many of us want to appear to be the best employee and always available, but you really have to ask yourself at what cost. If you're going to spend your evenings locked onto your phone being the first to answer each email, great, but recognize the cost because when you put your energy into one thing, you're taking your energy out of something else, both physically and emotionally. So if you're putting all into work, you're taking it out of your family. For every reward, whether it's actual or perceived, there's always a cost. Next, take a break. Take your break at work. Take your lunch break. If you can't leave for lunch, then at least go outside for a walk, read in your car, listen to music, go out for some sunshine. Most often, all we need is some time to get away from our stressors so that we can have a fresh perspective. Listen while you work. If your job allows it, listen to audiobooks while you work or some podcasts. This allows your brain not to focus on the negative for the whole eight hours. I listened to so many audiobooks while I worked, and you make it off track occasionally and have to rewind your book, but it keeps your mind focused on something other than the situation at hand. Having a mini escape during the day is an excellent way to experience more positivity. 
When your mind is busy and your headphones are in, it also excludes you from being included in the gossip. Create a complaint-free zone. Challenge yourself not to complain for a certain period. If you have certain coworkers that complain or gossip with you, which who doesn't, you could bring them into the challenge with you. If that's uncomfortable, having a list of topics written down or in your head that you bring up first so the conversation does not go towards the negative is helpful as well. Having these topics in mind is important because when you're in the process of learning how to be more positive, you're removing something negative from your life. So to do this, you need to replace it with something positive or else you risk slipping back into the negative behavior. So we talked about what we take away. Now let's talk about how to turn on the positive. So as we just talked about how when we take something away, we need to add something. These are some things that we can add into our lives. So the first is gratitude, which we've heard many, many times. But sometimes when you hear something a lot, there's a reason for it. So bookend your day with gratitude. Begin and end each day with either a prayer of what you're thankful for or try writing down 10 things you're grateful for each day. So I always heard to recite three things you're thankful for each day, but recently I began to list 10 things I was grateful for each day. And listing the 10 things to be grateful for each day is more of a challenge because first of all, it's harder to do. But secondly, it causes you to meditate on all the positives of your day for longer and really go through your day and be like, well, this happened, this happened, and this was good. And it, it causes you to, to look for the positive more. Start your day with a morning prayer, just five minutes even of having a morning prayer time or just some time with God to get your heart set on the right path and good with God is also a great way to get your day started. Think about who you're surrounding yourself with, who and what makes you happy and how can you cultivate that more? Now, personally, I don't believe in ridding yourself of all the people in your life that are not positive. Abuse aside, obviously, but the truth of the matter is that everyone, including yourself, is not positive all the time. So we all need friends and family to stick with us and endure the bad times. But that doesn't mean all the outside influences in our lives have to stay. Think about how we can cultivate more positivity. And one of those ways is our kids and being a kid with our kid. When we get home from work, try throwing the weight of the world aside a bit and do what the kids do. When they get home from school, I mean, come on, they have stressful days at school but they don't immediately go and get on their computer and start their homework unless we make them. They play a game, throw a ball, do video games. They escape for a while. So sometimes our kids can be the best teacher of how to be more positive in our cynical world. They can more easily shrug off a hard day. Next, try to exercise. And if you need your kids as an accountability partner, then tell your kids you're going to go bike riding or take the dog for a walk because you honestly don't need much exercise before you start feeling better. Basically, what we sometimes just need is a little sunshine or even 10 minutes a day of a walk or yoga can be just what you need. Find your passion. What do you love to do that you haven't made time for in a long time? If nothing comes to mind immediately, then spend some time thinking about what you enjoyed doing as a child that you could do now. 
How could you set aside time even 30 minutes a week for this activity? Listen to music that lifts your heart. And this could be Christian music. This could be the 80s music you used to listen to. What music makes you happy and lifts your heart? Create a station on Pandora and listen to that and go for a walk or just lay down and listen to the music that makes you happy. Reading can also be an excellent way to escape from the drama in your own life without bringing you down. Set aside 30 minutes before you go to sleep to read a good fiction book. Reading can quiet the mind and let the worries of the day fade away as you become engrossed in another world. Commercials can be a form of media to be careful with as well. The previews for upcoming movies, TV shows, and the news can be extremely violent and depressing. A way to not watch commercials anymore is to just watch your shows on Netflix or to record your shows and and not have to watch the commercials. Lastly, try to spread kindness because positivity like kindness is catching. Make it a goal to say something positive to three people each day and see if it doesn't lift your spirits as well as theirs. This practice takes the focus off of you and onto other people day after day. One of my favorite quotes is by Gandhi, and it's kind of long, but you can see how the roll-on effect works here. So keep your thoughts positive because your thoughts become your words. Keep your words positive because your words become your behavior. Keep your behavior positive because your behavior becomes your habits. Keep your habits positive because your habits become your values. Keep your values positive because your values become your destiny. To learn how to apply these tips that we talked about today into your life and to keep them coming, I suggest that you sign up for my five-day single mom positivity challenge. For five days, you're going to get emails delivered directly to you with one new tip a day to help you implement these and some other ideas into your life. You can get this challenge at sunflowermom.com or I'll put it in the show notes. And I would love to have you. It's free. Why not try to just bring some more positivity into your life and then that will overflow to the those you love. I hope you'll head over to sunflowermom.com and click on resource library at the top to get free access to all of the printables and resources discussed on these podcasts and more. Thanks for listening. And if you could take just five seconds and leave me a review, I'd so appreciate it.